When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we're all realizing that the quality of our air, and particularly the quality of our indoor air, is really darn important. I'm so excited to tell you about Puro Air because in 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called a HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. I keep my Puro Air running upstairs where the bedrooms are all night. I love that it's quiet. Cleaner air just hits different, doesn't it? Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, getpuroair.com. Well, hello there and welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian and you are listening to episode 160 of the Sustainable Minimalist podcast. On today's show, we are discussing mindful minimalist parenting, as well as whether intentional parenting is even possible during a pandemic. It likely comes as a surprise to no one that parenting is really, really hard, and it's even harder during a pandemic. Research into the difficulty of pandemic parenting agrees. My friend, Leslie Ford, who, by the way, was a guest on this podcast way back when it first started. She was on episode 23, titled Minimalism and the Mental Load, if you missed it. But Leslie Ford has done extensive research into how exactly the pandemic has impacted mothers. Leslie excels at collecting and analyzing data. And as of this recording, she has surveyed over 1,200 mothers about their experiences as they relate to parenting during a pandemic. The takeaways from Leslie's research are that mothers overwhelmingly report that their mental health is struggling amidst increased mental loads, erosion of work-life boundaries, and general daily monotony. Women report needing time to themselves to rest and recharge and sleep, but they're not getting that time to themselves. They report desiring a quiet house for at least some of the time, which they are not getting. And they also desire access to professional mental health services. But such access is both uneven and disproportionately distributed. Now, my guests on today's show believe they have created a solution that supports mothers and their mental health during a pandemic and always. Jake and Irene Rubin are a husband-wife team who created the Mama Zen app, which is a mindful parenting app that goes so far beyond your average meditation app. Jake and Irene are here to discuss universal parenting themes. They're here to be open and honest about what mindful parenting really looks like in real life. And they're here to offer a solution that they believe may be what mothers have been looking for all along. Enjoy my conversation with Jake and Irene Rubin. Jake and Irene, I am so thrilled to have you both on the podcast. I really want to get to know both of you. Irene, specifically, as a new mother, talk to me about that time in your life. Before I became a mother, I was actually a very easygoing, happy, uh, confident young woman. 
And when we decided that we are ready to have kids, we actually bought all the books, we made all the lists, and we felt really, really ready. Um, needless to say, uh, once our first child was born, uh, life completely changed. All of a sudden, I started experiencing stress, anxiety, confidence issue, and, and either, even some minor depression, and I really didn't know how to handle it. A few years later, after a second child was born, I actually became even more angry and more enraged. I felt super burned out. So I can't say that I was enjoying motherhood. I was actually quite disappointed in my experience. And that's that's what we're here to talk about today. And, you know, Irene doesn't give herself enough credit because she actually, before I met her, was a six-time national champion in judo. She is a tough lady and she's smart and she's resourceful. And even all that training, it didn't prepare her for motherhood. I wasn't prepared for fatherhood. That's beside the point. But no, no one's really prepared. And society kind of just doesn't tell you the real deal. It sells you a bit of a fairy tale. And even moms don't tell pregnant women how tough it's going to be because it's it's almost like the secret. We don't share it. Every mom's going to deal with it. And it was, it was tough. Well, Irene, I want to thank you so much for being so honest <laughs> in your response. I feel like honesty around motherhood is lacking almost. I mean, nobody ever really says how hard it is. You can ask a fellow mother how it's going and they'll say, yeah, it's good, you know, but nobody ever really gets into it. So thank you so much for saying you felt enraged. <laughs> I believe that's the word you use because that is a word that really describes my experience. You know, I feel almost bad saying angry and enraged, but that is my experience. So thank you for being honest. You really touched on the fact that motherhood is hard uh, all the time but it's extra hard during a pandemic. And this pandemic, I would say, has really highlighted the obstacles that mothers have been dealing with for centuries, <laughs> but they've maybe perhaps exacerbated those obstacles, those hardships. How specifically has COVID-19 amplified the struggles of mothers? You, you said it perfectly. Um, mothers have had it hard before the pandemic. Uh, we lost the village a long, long time ago. Uh, we were actually challenged with picking up the kids, dropping off the kids, uh, making sure they are fed good nutrition, they get uh, the best education. And now on top of it, we lost the help from family. Some of us lost uh, school. A lot of schools are closed. Parents had to figure out what to do with their kids. Moms were had to say goodbye to their jobs. And all of a sudden, we're on top of everything that we were doing. We are full-time teachers, full-time cooks, full-time entertainers. And it's taking a toll on our mental and, and emotional well-being and our physical well-being. And I feel especially... For working mothers, there is just absolutely no way that all the balls can be <laughs> suspended in the air at once, right? How on earth are we supposed to maintain professionalism 
with children who are not in childcare, who are not in school, cook the dinner, clean the house, and make time for your own self-care. It just seems like one thing has to fall to the wayside. And unfortunately for women, or at least I speak for myself, the one thing that always tends to fall to the wayside is, of course, the self-care. I was always, um, I I knew how I felt before having kids, and I never gave up on feeling like that again. So when I started not feeling well, I was searching online for answers like all of us do. And oh my goodness, it was really, really an eye-opening experience because the Solutions were take a bath, go for a walk, talk to a friend, exercise, eat better. And I did do all those things, but it really didn't help me. And I kept on wondering why do I still feel the rage, the anger, the impatience, the sadness. And I realized that they were very temporary fix. The light, uh, the, the bulb went off when my husband, who is a hypnotherapist, came home and day after day kept on telling me how much he was helping people at his practice with anxiety, with stress. He helped a mom who has six kids feel better and stop yelling. And he changed her life. And one evening I was like, you know what? I had enough. I don't want to hear you talk about all the people that you help. I need help. We need me to feel good. Our kids need me to feel good. And I told them, listen, I don't have time to drive to your office, spend an hour with you. Let's, let's do something quicker. Make me a recording. I would listen to it at home and we'll see. Maybe that will fix whatever is going on with me. And it was amazing. It was about three years ago during Christmas time. The kids were home for about two, three weeks and it was life changing. This podcast centers itself around minimalism. Minimalism, not just in your stuff, not just about decluttering, but also about minimizing stress and schedules and anything that holds you back from leading the life you want to live. So I'm wondering, how does self-care fit into the life of a minimalist mother? So if you think about it, um, our our brain is kind of like, let's, let's assume it's a box, right? And let's start filling it with uh, motherhood emotions like stress, anxiety, overwhelm, impatience, yelling. And also you don't really have a lot of space left in there for compassion and empathy and patience. So what we do with Mama Zen is basically we help you to not be triggered when you're under stress and when your kids are crying or yelling or fighting. And instead of having those uh, emotions, the negative emotions, you are able to bring out the best of you as a mom. And you are all of a sudden patient. You don't yell anymore. You have room for compassion and empathy. And by decluttering your mind from the negative emotions, you are actually able to be the mom you always wanted to be, how you always imagined it, right? The fun parts, the laughter, the hugs, the kisses. And that's what I noticed when I started shifting. Our kids also became more affectionate with us and towards each other. There was more, I love you. And it just really, really helps with everybody to be more mindful of the positive emotions. 
we also try to minimize our, you know, stuff, try to keep our house decluttered. And it's great when you declutter your home because you can instantly see it and it feels good. What is so important and even more important, like Irene said, is decluttering your mind. When you're holding those negative emotions, like she said, it doesn't leave room for the positive ones. So when you're wanting to live that minimalist lifestyle, it's important to also not forget about your mind, not forget about the junk that you're holding on belief systems that aren't serving you. And that's really where using a practice like this can really help. It's really easy at the end of a long day, especially where maybe two thirds of the way through a pandemic, it's really easy to just skip the caring for self. It's really easy to eat the junk food, sit on the couch, drink the wine. I'm kind of talking from my own personal experience here because I've found in my own life that finding the energy to care for myself is really hard because I don't have any energy left. I've already given it all throughout the day or in the frame of the pandemic throughout the last 10 months. So I'm wondering, Jake, if you could perhaps convince the naysayers, why should we put in the effort, even though putting in the effort takes effort? Great question. And it's it's one that we get a lot. You know, I think moms and parents in general, you know, time, time is very scarce. But all of us, yeah, sometimes we want to have a little chocolate, a glass of wine, and it does make us temporarily feel better. But then what? Half hour later, we're back to being the same person that we were before. If, you know, the next day when the kids trigger us, we react the same way. And the difference is that the five minutes that you take, let's say, or the 10 minutes to drink a glass of wine are 10 minutes that you'll feel better for maybe that, let's say, half an hour, an hour, while you still have that effect, right? The five or 10 minutes that you invest is going to pay you back in dividends because it's not just, this is the common misconception with meditation apps and they're being confused with an app like Mamazen, which uses hypnotherapy. Meditation is a great modality for finding some peace in the moment and then hoping that that mindfulness transfers into your life. Hypnotherapy goes straight to the root of the issue. When we listen to hypnotherapy, when we're in a state of hypnosis, our suggestibility is open. Our minds, our subconscious minds are open. So when you're receiving certain suggestions, those are going straight into your subconscious mind and they're going to benefit you the next day, later that week, when your kids trigger you even early the next week. I mean, these are shifts that are created in your mind that are long lasting. I mean, I see it in my practice and I've, I've, I'm a graduate of psychology from UCLA. I have a master's degree in organizational behavior. I have a degree in hypnotherapy and I've studied at, at UCLA's Mindful Awareness Research Center, which is just pure mindfulness. And of all the modalities that I've studied, nothing even comes close to the speed and the effectiveness of hypnotherapy. To get back to your original question, why should moms take this time instead of just, you know, having some wine or having some chocolate. You know, moms are selfless. Moms, I mean, as parents, but especially moms, they'll do anything for their kids. The reality is that you can't give from an empty cup. If a mom doesn't take care of herself, that is having an effect on the kids. 
you know, and I don't want to make anybody feel bad because I know moms are, are stressed and anxious, but the reality is that I've seen it in my practice. Anxiety in the home creates anxiety in children. Oftentimes when kids are, you know, growing up in this environment where it's stressful, there's yelling, they have to be in this fight or flight mode because they don't know when the next yell is going to happen or when, you know, someone might throw something, who knows? Those emotions are damaging to kids. So moms often say, oh, I don't have time for self-care, but your self-care is not only helping you, it's actually helping your kids. And you can even take it a step further and say, if you're able to raise kids in a healthier environment, you're able to stay together with your partner, if you have a partner, that's actually a, a dividend that could pay for generations. So now your kids are growing up in a healthier home and have a better chance to have a healthier home on their own. The Sustainable Minimalist Podcast is supported by Forager Project. Forager is a family-owned, 100% organic, plant-based food company dedicated to improving the health of both humans and the planet. Their hero ingredient, organic cashews, creates the creamiest, most delicious base for its yogurts, kefirs, and sour cream. As a mom, I'm thrilled that Forager's yogurts contain all the probiotic goodness of traditional yogurt, but without the dairy. Only for our podcast listeners, Forager is offering a limited offer coupon for a free cup of yogurt at foragerproject.com forward slash cultivate health. And while you're there, check out hundreds of delicious and easy to make dairy free recipes. That's www.foragerproject.com forward slash cultivate health. Now back to the interview. Specifically, Mama Zen is all about hypnotherapy. And so, Jake, this question is definitely for you as the licensed hypnotherapist. I need you to explain to me the science behind it. Work it out for me. How is hypnotherapy different from mindfulness? And how is it different from meditation? I feel like there are a lot of buzzwords out there in the self-care for moms realm, but I'm not so sure that their distinctions are made all that clear. Absolutely. And it's a very common question. It's And it's probably the, the main question I get when someone wants to work with me. What is hypnosis? Are you going to make me quack like a duck or, you know, all that stuff, all that silly stuff. And unfortunately, so many of those myths about hypnosis are coming from, you know, media, TV and all that. The reality is hypnosis and hypnotherapy are, are very well studied. They're legitimate forms of adjunct treatments for conditions ranging from uh, obesity, smoking, overcoming pain, anxiety, stress. These are all proven to be helped with hypnotherapy. But here's basically how it works and how it differs. We all have two parts of our mind. We have the conscious mind and we have the subconscious mind. The conscious mind is where we have logic, we have reasoning, we have decision-making, and we have willpower, which we know doesn't work when we want it to, but it's there in the conscious mind. The other part of our mind is the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind holds all our beliefs, our attitudes, our thoughts about ourselves. It holds our life script. And most modalities can't access it. So you're stuck dealing with and working with only about 12% of the mind. The conscious mind is about 12%. The subconscious mind is about 88%. So 
you can know logically, hey, I don't want to yell at my kids. Logically, I know it's not it's not a positive choice. I know the reason why I'm yelling at them. I'm frustrated. They're they're upsetting me. I'm going to make a decision not to yell and I'm going to use willpower to do it. Okay. So that's all in the conscious mind. But what happens is when that thought comes in and your kids just triggered you, there's something called the critical mind that essentially is like a gatekeeper between the conscious and subconscious mind that goes in and checks the subconscious programming and whatever's easiest and most salient to use. And if that's yelling or whatever comes naturally to you, that's where the mind is going to go. And so whatever you thought about in your conscious mind gets thrown out and the continuation of that same behavior continues. So what hypnotherapy does is access that subconscious mind. When you're in a state of hypnosis, that critical mind, that gatekeeper that is kind of a filter between the conscious and subconscious mind, it opens up. And people think, you know, they worry that, am I going to lose control in hypnosis? It's actually quite the opposite. Hypnosis is a very powerful means of enhancing mind-body control. When you're in that state, your mind is just more open and you're more suggestible. You can actually enhance and change the programming in your subconscious mind. And that's why it's so powerful. All the other modalities are even talk therapy, which is absolutely useful in so many realms, doesn't always get the same results because it's dealing with the conscious mind. Same as meditation. Well, I think that's a perfect segue into my next question, which is, I'm hoping you can explain how hypnotherapy and more specifically how Mama Zen is different from all the other apps out there, maybe meditative apps or relaxation apps. How can the average stressed out mother discern between all of them? It's it's a great question because there are so many great choices out there for, you know, meditation and wellness and mindfulness. The difference with Mama Zen is I think that we've cut away the fat, if you will, in terms of effectiveness of what actually works. So we've cut away whatever doesn't work is not there. The topics that we choose are so specific to moms. I mean, we've got Irene can speak more to this too, but we've got sessions for breastfeeding, for becoming more comfortable weaning your child, for becoming comfortable if you need to switch to bottle feeding, to have more patience with tantrums, to have more patience with bedtime. So it's not just general topics, but we really have honed it down to the things that moms and dads need most. So to get back to your to your question is, this really isn't a meditation or a hypnotherapy app. This is a mindful parenting app. This is an app that actually helps you empower yourself to be the parent that you want to be. The other apps are great. They help you while you're you know, listening. So that's where the difference comes in with hypnotherapy because it uses that powerful modality to actually create positive change in your life. And when you create that positive change in your life, then your whole family is healthier. Your kids grow up happier. I believe, and you know, for most parents, you know, there's no one size fits all and there's no, you know, hundred percent, but in a lot of families, the mom is like the hub of the wheel, you know, and you know, the expression, right? Mom ain't happy. Ain't nobody happy. It's the same thing. When the mom feels happy and healthy, the whole family, family functions better. It doesn't excuse dads from having to do their share. They absolutely have to do their share and help. 
But the mom is like the heart of the home. Something a friend of mine said, and I think it really resonates is when a baby cries, a dad hears it, but a mom feels it. A mom has a unique connection and bond and carries so much of the burden that we felt that it was ultimately important to help moms first. Yeah, so much of your response really resonated with me. In my marriage, my husband and I often say, and you know, this isn't nearly as eloquent as you put it, but if mom loses it, everyone's going to lose it because I keep the family humming along. And when I'm not humming along, no one else is going to follow suit. And so I mentioned earlier when we first hit record that I had started using Mama Zen and that it's been really powerful in my life. And I have a lot of brands reach out to me, say, try this. And if you like it, talk about it. And Mama Zen is one that I actually (laughs) really want to talk about from a genuine place because I feel as though it has really helped me and my anger issues. (laughs) Um, And I'm laughing, but it's absolutely not funny. I've tried the meditation apps and they absolutely make me feel so much better in the moment, right? Or maybe for 10 minutes, 15, maybe 20 minutes after. But then life continues and the feel-good emotions that I have running through my veins fade as reality sets in and I revert to my own patterns of coping. I feel like something's different with hypnotherapy and we'll see. I'm going to continue on. I'll report back. (laughs) But Irene, I'm wondering if that was similar to your experience. Yes, exactly. I tried also different meditations, uh, but it, it was not really helping me with my motherhood stress. And exactly what you said, it helped me in the ne- next hour or so, but then the next day I was back to myself. I noticed it the first time when I was putting the kids in the car, and of course, they started fighting with each other. Uh, they wouldn't put on their shoes, and I started feeling that rage. And all of a sudden, I caught myself and I was like, no, we don't do this anymore. And I was able to take control over my emotions. I looked at my kids in a very peaceful voice. I said, please stop fighting, put your shoes on, get in the car. And they both looked at me and they were kind of confused. What happened to mommy? Why why is she so like relaxed and smiling and all, all that stuff? And That was a tipping point for us because our life completely changed. I stopped being so irritated. And at the end of the day, I wasn't so upset. I was able to basically have much nicer mornings, better bedtimes. Um, My relationship with Jake completely changed. Our communication improved a lot. And... A few weeks later, I actually met with my mommy friend. We have a group. We meet every month. Now it's online, but we used to meet face-to-face. I was sitting there, and we were talking, and all of a sudden, I noticed how much each and every mom was sharing the same exact difficulties, the frustration, the anger, the impatience, and how unsatisfied they were. And I was like, oh, my God. I don't feel like that anymore. For any of my listeners who are listening right now and are saying, 
to themselves, that sounds great, but I don't know if hypnotherapy is for me. Do either of you have any other tangible suggestions for mothers to find time to care for themselves that make sense? And I'm asking that because our culture really glorifies doing it all. And I would also say that our culture glorifies mothers who are selfless. So do you have any words of encouragement or any other tangible tips for people listening who know they need to put themselves first, but mm, might not be quite so ready to do so? Yeah, I think it's important for moms not to compare themselves with other moms. So maybe spending less time on social media because it is very stressful when others seem to have an amazing uh, life, enjoy motherhood, and everything seems to be very easy for them. So I definitely believe in less comparing yourself to others and doing what works for you best and not feeling bad about it. The other thing is with everything that's going on the news, don't listen to news for long periods of time. Just read some headlines and move on with your day because it is very stressful. And one, one good tip I have is try to wake up before the kids. Get dressed, brush your teeth, get your coffee before, you know, the commotion starts. So um, I think those are good things that moms can start with. I love that. So that then brings me to my final question, which is, of course, for listeners who want to learn more about Mama Zen and perhaps download the app, where can they find it? Absolutely. So, of course, it's available on Apple's App Store and on the Google Play Store. We do have an ability to have you try it out for free for 30 days. You have full access to the app and it's our, our free trial. So moms can really have take the time to use it and try it. And also, if you want any more information about Mama Zen, you can go to mamazen.com and read a bit more about our app and the science behind it over there as well. Thank you both so much for coming on the show. You've really given some honest and also scientific insight behind your passion project. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. I so hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jake and Irene Rubin. I have linked to the Mama Zen app. I have linked to the various resources we discussed in this week's episode in the show notes. So check them out. They are at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 160. That's M-A-M-A minimalist.com forward slash 160. On next week's show, we are discussing health issues surrounding conventional products that are marketed for babies and young children, as well as eco-friendly alternatives. I will see you then. Have an amazing week. Stay home, stay healthy, and take care, my friends. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done.